Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter and the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Up next, Out Loud with John O'Caldwell, part of the Gingrich 360 Network. Yo, you got to get your sister, man. The stranger who stopped us was talking to my uncle, and the sister in question was my mom. It was morning, springtime. I had been walking to school with my uncle, who was only five years older than me, when the man saw us and jogged across the street. I was nine. What do you mean, my uncle asked. What's going on? She, you know. The guy looked pained, considering his next words carefully, but eventually he pressed ahead. She had sex with three or four dudes, he pointed, right inside that building. She'd done it for drugs, I thought. He didn't have to say it. We all knew. Pills, marijuana, crack cocaine. We stood together, an odd fellowship in this alley along 72nd Street. All of us looking at the vacant building. It loomed over us, a dead and empty thing with shattered windows and yellow skin peeling from the walls. I know you guys are hearing this and you're wondering what movie script am I reading from right now? But it's actually a movie of my life, if you will. I was nine years old walking to school with my uncle when this member of a gang stopped us to tell him that his sister, my mom, had sex for drugs. And apparently it was a secret that was no longer a secret because the entire neighborhood knew. When I went to school that day, I couldn't study. I couldn't think. At times, I couldn't breathe. The fact that my mom, someone who brought me into this world, was known as someone to do whatever it took to get drugs and feed her habit, her addiction, was something that completely broke me. The really interesting fact of this is this isn't something that simply happened to me. It's not a me thing. Maybe it's happened to members of your family. Maybe it's happened to someone that you know of. And especially now, because during that time, it was the 90s, it's happening in the suburbs and all over the country. Many individuals are having bouts with addiction. And now they need our help. They need a second chance, just like we all do. None of us are perfect. I have a sibling who was raised in the same environment as me, someone who I had the highest hopes for, the one who was going to be on myself and make it as well. 
And he recently got in trouble with the law to the degree that I had to bail him out of jail and pay for an attorney for him. And in spite of him doing something that I think is something he should never have been involved with, I still believe that he, like everyone else, has a right to a second chance. None of us are perfect. And my hope is, especially with this podcast, is individuals who are learning about issues that they may not be aware of or hearing it from a different perspective, me being a conservative or other individuals that may come on to this podcast that could be conservative or liberal, that we can all have greater empathy for life lessons that we all receive, either knowingly or unknowingly. Nothing in this world, and I do mean nothing, in my opinion, can defeat us so long as we move forward, united, and certainly put God first. Faith will always be the most important factor for me. And what I just read comes from my book, Taken for Granted, How Conservatism Can Win Back the Americans That Liberalism Failed. And I truly believe that conservatism can be the anchor of reestablishing one's life. Faith is always paramount to bringing you back to the path that you was always meant to reach. And my next guest This particular interview means so much to me. It means a great deal for the reason that this individual who's running for Congress right now is running in a hard hit area of the country. I'm talking about Baltimore, a city that's been ravaged by drugs, crime and violence. And the folks who have been involved in the crime, violence and drugs, some of these individuals deserve redemption because they want it for themselves. People have to want it for themselves. And my next guest, she has some solutions to provide second chances to some of these very individuals. This is Out Loud with Gianno Caldwell. I am so excited to introduce you to my next guest today. She's a rising star in the Republican Party, You know what? Let's take Ryzen out. She's a full-blown star in the GOP. I'm talking about none other than Kimberly Klasik. She's running for Congress in Maryland's 7th District, which includes much of Baltimore. Kim has slammed the current Democratic leadership in Baltimore for continuing failed policies, as she should. Reminds me so much of Chicago. She's offering the city's residents a more optimistic path. Kim also spoke at the Republican National Convention, and she knocked it out of the park. Kim, it is so good to be with you, my friend. I've known you for many, many years, and I'm so happy to see you blazing a trail as you have been. And I know that you're pretty busy, so I'm going to jump right into it. You offered a more optimistic vision for Baltimore and what we rather would see for the people of Baltimore, who, I mean, has been in strengths, honestly. It's not been a good situation there for many years. And everyone knows you, of course, from your viral campaign uh, that you released in August, walking through the streets of Baltimore. But Americans really got to know you for the first time in July 2019. I remember that day. It was a Saturday. You did a bunch of videos that went viral thanks to none other than Donald Trump, who tweeted it out and kept tweeting the whole day. It was so interesting that I remember texting you like, what the heck is going on? But anywho, you gained tens of thousands of followers. What was that experience like? Yeah, so I just first want to let everybody know, uh, Gianno Caldwell is the first person I've met 
uh, when entering the political arena back in 2014. He met me at Starbucks and introduced me to a lot of people. I don't know if you remember this, Giano, but you were the one that got me on Roland Martin's show and it just went up from there. And I will never be able to thank you enough. Um, but when the president, of course, when the president saw those tweets, you know, this was after a week of me posting those videos on social media, trying to get attention from the local leaders. So I was copying on there the mayor, the city council president. And at that time, uh, the late Congressman Elijah Cummings. Uh, so people could see, look, we've got a, a problem here in West Baltimore. You know, they had trash sitting there for months. It wasn't getting picked up. There were rats everywhere. Everybody was talking about it. Um, if you look at the interviews on my YouTube channel, you'll see where people talked about the rat infestation and just how bad it was. Um, but these are the same basically words that the president used when he went back and started tweeting and everyone started calling him racist for using those words that he heard in the interviews. But, you know, it, there was a lot of confusion there. But, you know, I, I'm glad that he said something because afterwards, the local paper, they did some investigation and they found out if you live in the predominantly black neighborhoods like Carrollton Ridge, Sandtown and Easterwood, your trash was only getting picked up 5% of the time. If you're living in Roland Park and some of the other neighborhoods that were predominantly black, uh, your trash was getting picked up 100% of the time. So there was a big difference there. And I'm glad that they did that investigation to show that there are disparities uh, amongst the neighborhoods. And so, you know, when I decided to run for office, I thought, you know what, maybe I can do something to make sure that there's equality for all, not just as far as the trash and the resources, but there's disparities across, um, you know, with the education system. The crime and violence is mostly in West Baltimore, in those areas where you saw me walking in the video uh, with the vacant houses in the trash. So, you know, it's all correlated and, you know, we got to do something about it. You know, and that, that brings me to, to my next question. And I, I really appreciate your heart on this matter. I've seen your heart for years. This wasn't you tweeting the elected officials because you wanted to go viral. You didn't expect or anticipate the president to be tweeting out. And in fact, none of us really would have anticipated that. Yeah. But it did bring about the change in the com community because you've had people who have come up to you and said, hey, this is going on. I want to show you this or that, Kim. Before people even knew who you were, they just knew you as a concerned citizen. Right. And that's when it took on a life of its own. So you released this ad and you became a household name in, in August and had a, a not at all controversial title, Black Lives Don't Matter to Democrats, which I've been saying for years, Black Lives Don't Matter to Democrats, Black Votes Matter to Democrats. And I appreciate your mantra there. But you most recently dropped another campaign ad in which you talked about some of the struggles that the people of Baltimore are going through. The streets are filled with garbage. Thousands of homes are abandoned. And then you offered a more optimistic um, alternative, if you will. And you offered some plans I think have been very, very interesting to a lot of people. Can you walk us through some of those? Yeah. So, you know, a big problem, obviously, in Baltimore City, and this is across the city, is a lack of career opportunities. So I talk a lot about the fact that we used to be a manufacturing powerhouse right in Baltimore. And so I thought, you know what, as we saw during the lockdown from the pandemic, we had to rely on other countries for PPE. You know, we can bring that biotech industry right back to America. And what better place than the second largest port in America, which is in Baltimore City? You know, it was underutilized. We can run apprenticeship programs, job training, you know, really get people careers and, and opportunities that lead to having health and dental benefits, that lead to uh, being able to own your own properties. And that's another thing. You know, we have 17,000 vacant homes in Baltimore City alone. You know, this, those homes can be flipped. They've been sitting there for decades. A lot of them are owned by the city. You know, we should enter those in a rent to own home uh, situation so people can rent and then own their own property. You know, when you own your own property, you take great care of it and you care about the surroundings. Another big thing is school choice. 
we have decent schools in certain areas. You know, some of those schools need some competition so that those schools will hopefully get up to par. And I don't think your zip code and where you live should dictate the kind of education you can receive. Right. Um, yeah. So I, I'm all about school choice. And we have, I even talk about, we have a trucker shortage across the country, right? Amazon is kicking butt. We have large Amazon warehouses right in Baltimore. A lot of people don't know this, but Allstate actually offers behind the wheel training $2,000 ahead to get your CDL licensing within six weeks. Why aren't we doing that? Why aren't we doing that? You know, we could have, if we already have some of the warehouses right in Baltimore, why not have the truckers right in Baltimore, you know, going in and across the country, but actually still coming back to the city and spending that money in the city, building up the tourism. You know, nobody's going to the baseball games or the football games right now, but hopefully when the pandemic is over, we can continue to do that. We've got great teams. We've got the Orioles and the Ravens. So there's things that we can do uh, and we can do it in a matter of maybe three or four years. And then you put on top of that what President Trump introduced uh, you know, the economic plan of putting $500 billion into black communities. So if we take all of these steps, Giano, I think we can turn Baltimore over in about four years. You know what I find to be most interesting about what you've been saying? First and foremost, how the Republican Party has responded to you. I don't personally believe I've seen a response like this when it comes to a candidate in a district like this. This is one that Republicans usually give up on and say it's not worth chasing after these voters. Who's going to win it? And your plan and your point of view isn't some radical, extreme, right wing no. plan or point of view. It's one that I think whether you be a Democrat or a Republican or an independent, you can get behind it. You're talking about jobs and opportunity. And you're also spotlighting what we've seen in, in Baltimore, which has not been good, especially when you think about the history of Baltimore. Um, it reminds me of my hometown of Chicago in a lot of ways. It lacks opportunity. And the people who mostly lose out have been African-Americans. Have you seen any response from the Democratic leadership to, uh, with, regard, with regards to your message or even your opponent who refuses to debate you? Not at all. You know, it was so interesting. We had a couple of businesses go out of business in the Inner Harbor. You know, that was once the jewel here in Baltimore City. And our city council president, Brandon Scott, who was, you know, going to be the mayor probably, right? Because he was the mayor nominee for in the Democrat Party. So he's presumably the mayor coming in. And he said, well, maybe it was your service. Maybe it was your prototype for your business. He blamed the business for going out of business rather than the fact that nobody wants to go downtown anymore because of the crime and violence. Yeah. So it's almost like they are just in denial. They don't want to get it. My opponent, you know, he won the special election. He's been sworn in since May 5th and hasn't done a single thing. And you're right. He won't debate me. He hasn't been in the community. You know, people are now calling him out just as I am saying, look, where are you? You know, you're not even on Capitol Hill trying to get that stimulus bill across. So where are you and what are you doing? And and we'll pick that up right after this break, because we definitely need to figure out if you're elected to a, a district that especially needs help. Where are you? So we'll get back to that after the break. Stick with us. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, 
fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulges your senses, and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the Natural Hybrid, Hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Well, thank you for sticking with us. Of course, we have to pay bills and we have wonderful sponsors. So I'm so excited to have Kimberly Clasic here, my <laughs> friend, known for many, many years. And I know her hard on Baltimore. And I'm so excited to see her run and see her get the recognition she deserves. We wish her well in her election. Now, we, you were talking about the, the president's platinum plan, which I thought is a, a really cool name for yeah. it. <laughs> that was, that I wonder who came up with that. Yeah, yeah I'm interested myself. Was it Jerron Smith who works right. in the White House as a friend of ours? I don't know. The platinum planet. So yeah. long as it wasn't a gold, we, we've graduated. <laughs> um, so thank goodness for that. But I wanted to know, how does his plan compare to what you would really do for Baltimore? Because you mentioned his plan and how you can really utilize it to bolster yeah. what's going on in Baltimore. You've mentioned, um, I've seen some interviews of yours where you talked about those who've been arrested for drugs, how you can use that. That money can be used to, to level the playing field for folks in Baltimore, I think, which is really, really interesting. And I'm sure people really listen to what you had to say. How would you differ from what President Trump is offering? Yeah. So what you're talking about there is a survivor to investor plan. You know, I spent the past year after I did those videos that went viral with the blight, I spent the past year just talking to people on the streets and trying to understand the issues. I met a lot of young men that ended up, you know, being corner boys, not because they're bad kids, but because it was, you know, survival mode. There's a lot of young men on the street corners that are taking care of their siblings and they are not the shooters. They are not the gang members. They are nonviolent and they really just need a second chance at life. And so, you know, I, you probably know with my nonprofit, that's what I was about, workforce yeah. development. So we helped over 200 women become gainfully employed. 30% went on to be financially independent. So for me, the only way you lift anyone out of poverty is with employment. 
Uh, the difference with the corner boy is, you know, you could offer them jobs, but they're not taking a uh, under $15 an hour job uh, and then getting off the streets. You know, some of these guys are making $500,000 a day. Right. So I had to think about a way, you know, how do we get them off the street? $500,000 a day? Five hundred to a thousand dollars a day. Oh, I thought you said five hundred. Oh no no no. Okay, <laughs> no. I was thinking about a new profession. No. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm, I'm kidding, folks. No yeah. no no. So about a thousand a day, and uh, I was talking to this one gentleman, and he actually showed me all the money he had in his trunk with him, and I'm like, "You're not putting this in the bank. You're not putting it anywhere." And he was like, "Where am I going to put it? They're going to ask me where I got it, you know." And so I said, "Okay, here's the thing. Uh, we give amnesty to illegal immigrants all the time, right? They're in sanctuary cities." Some people are fine with that. What if we allow amnesty for just one year for these guys to be able to take that money, invest in some of these vacant homes, flip them, revamp them. They'll have, you know, be in a mentorship program. Uh, there are a lot of real estate investors that are already on board with this. They want to mentor these young men um, and have them enter into the real estate business while we enter those exact homes in a rent to own program that we offer to citizens in the community, not displacing anyone. Mm -hmm. So they really do invest in their own community. And it's those that have been, you know, there through the bad that can stay there through the good. You know, we see a lot of times, a lot of regentrification. I don't think that that's what they want in West Baltimore. You know, I talk to people and they want to stay right there. So why not give them the career opportunities, give them a chance to own their own homes, um, I have talked to people at the administration about this. You know, they've been scrolling it around. Um, and then I've also talked to the administration about, you know, the platinum plan and how it goes together with what we're trying to do in Baltimore. Um, I've actually had a conversation, I can tell you, uh, with Eric Trump. And he said, you know what? I've got friends that would be willing to invest in Baltimore. Do you think we can do anything about the crime and the violence? And I said, look, if you had all these investors coming in and we offer some real deal opportunities like the survivor to investor plan, I think people will be on board with that. I, mean, I think we can get over that hump, you know, and, and I think that's what it's about. A lot of people just need a second chance. I'm all for second chances. I, I've given third or fourth chances in some cases, you know, it's, it's just about getting that person, their mindset changed and wanting to do better for themselves and their family. So let me ask you this with that particular plan, would these young men be required to leave the drug life or how do you, they would have to leave the, yeah, they would have to leave the drug life. They would have to leave it. Yep. So there would be, yep. There would be safeguards in place. It'll be a whole program. Um, you'll probably see probation officers. There'll be people within this program to make sure that they stay off of the streets and out of that life. Now people say, you know, they ask why a whole year? I mean, we know people on the streets, right? They're not going to trust this program. Yeah, family members. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, they're not going to trust this program on day one, right? So we've got to give people time to to know that the program does work, that they're not being arrested, you know, that they can use this money and, and flip it into good money to invest in the real estate. So that's why we're given time and that amount of time. Uh, but other than that, yes, you have to leave the street life behind. And I think, you know, this is also a great way to, to put a dent on the war on drugs. Yeah. You know, we have a drug issue. I, I can't even tell you how many methadone clinics we have in West Baltimore alone. We have a drug issue. We have to do something about that as well. Wow. Well, just to switch gears a little bit, as you and I very well know, most black people in this country do not identify themselves as conservatives or Republican. Well, let me yeah. rephrase. They may consider themselves conservative, but they won't vote for Republicans. I believe in Obama's race, it was about 96 percent of African-Americans voted for Barack Obama. Uh, we continue to see numbers of above 90 percent of African-Americans voting for Democrats. When we know that they have historically and currently disenfranchised African-Americans with policy, especially Joe Biden, which I find to be 
I mean, just wildly interesting that he is the leader of the Democratic Party and he's relying on black support when he's disenfranchised black folks, probably more than any other politician that's living today. Yeah. Um, With that being the case, how significant do you think it is that Trump is departing from the norm uh, where we see Republicans usually say, I'm not going to really pursue the black vote because they're not going to vote for us anyway. And he's being very direct about it in spite of people calling him racist and all these other things. He's been very direct and specific from a policy standpoint, and he continues to offer a new policy with the platinum plan. How significant do you think this is for the party in general? Yeah, so I can I can speak from experience on this, Gianna. When I entered this race uh, back in last November, the RNC wanted nothing to do with us. Uh, the MDGOP chairman said Jesus Christ couldn't win this race, and that was a quote. Um, so we thought, you know what, we got to make the money ourselves and just keep on pushing. We're not going to give up. But at the same time, you know, people should understand it really is President Trump that is extending this olive branch to the minority community. And I'll tell you this, my, my, my ad went viral, right? Yes. Laura Ingram was on Fox and said, we want Kim to speak at the RNC convention. Wow. That's how that it, happened. But it was turned down initially by Rona McDaniel, the GOP chairwoman. Mm. President Trump then called, I guess, within hours and said, no, Kim speaking. It is President Trump that made sure I spoke at that RNC convention. It is President Trump. There's a reason that I have been getting more Fox News bookings so I can raise more money. He had me speaking in Atlanta when he rolled out that platinum plan. It is President Trump I, I that has been fully. I supposed to be interviewing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was last minute. I apologize. No, no, that's more important. <laughs> that's important. Yeah. But it was President Trump that has been pushing us to the forefront. You know, he doubled down on the endorsement. Uh, for my race. And some people were like, well, that's not going to do you any good because people in Baltimore, they think Trump is a racist. And I said, you know what? It's not about doing me good. You know, it's not about this political strategy. He genuinely cares about me winning this race to make Baltimore a better place. I'm all for that, you know, but it's President Trump that has embraced me. I don't want anyone to get it twisted. It hasn't been the GOP. It has been President Trump and his campaign. Well, Kim, we need to take a break. But when we come back, I want to ask you about the Black Lives Matter movement and how to balance establishing law and order on one hand with acknowledging the concerns of the black community on the other. But first, here's a word from our sponsor. Please don't go away. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's leesa.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. 
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. The biggest stars in country music will be taking the stage at our 2024 iHeart Country Festival, presented by Capital One. Jason Aldean, Keith Urban, Jelly Roll, Old Dominion, Lady A, Riley Green, Ashley McBride, Brothers Osborne, Walker Hayes, all hosted by Bobby Bones at Austin's Moody Center. Saturday, May 4th, stream only on Hulu, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific. Kim, I want to turn from education and the economy to crime. Baltimore is on pace to surpass 300 homicides for the sixth year in a row. According to the city police, from September 6th to September 14th, just a nine-day span, at least 52 people were shot and 14 of them were killed. That's staggering. I really can't believe what I'm reading, but that's what's going on in Baltimore. And according to new stats released by the FBI, the city of Baltimore had a rate of 1,858 violent crimes and 58 murders per 100,000 people last year, each ranking in the top four among cities nationally. If you're elected to Congress, how will you get those figures to drop? Yeah, that's a great question. I will say, you know, I have two brothers and so they had that conversation. But, you know, as a black woman, I think sometimes it's a little bit different. So I, I've never had that situation, but then I don't come off as aggressive in any situation. And I am a woman, which I think is treated differently as far Deanna as Taylor, though. Yeah, I don't know what was much, going on there. I don't I don't know either. But there, there's <laughs> I think I think the rationale is and, and you have a different life. You look how you look. You're very yeah. Polished. Oh, Sandra Bland, too, I guess. Sandra, you could say. Sandra Bland. Yeah. yeah, that was another name that I yeah. was looking for. You're a very polished person. I'm a polished person, too. Maybe we get treated a little differently, but there's a lot of folks that look like us who may mm-hmm. not be in that same place. My siblings, right. you know, I have uh, family members who been in the hood for a very long time. And you and I both know when you look a particular way, then there may be a, some more eyes on you because yeah. there's at least a thought that you could be doing something illegal. So knowing that that is the truth, I mean, we've done it. We've seen people ourselves, I'm sure. I can speak for myself. Yeah, well, my little brother, yeah. Exactly. So you may look and you might be like, oh, hold on, I don't know. So (laughs) yeah, um, I think it's it it depends on, so so we have to look at how we got to this point, right? Um, Aggressive policing. That was something that was actually put in the 1994 crime bill. Toned in. Yeah. So Joe Biden, thank you. Yes. And my opponent, Kwaisi Fume, co-sponsored it with Joe Biden. Wow. And so this is how we got to this situation. But um, so, you know, clearing the corners, stop and frisk, you know, taking people, you know, like you said, taking them out of their car, searching the vehicle, no warrant, no reason to do so. Um, and they do that in certain neighborhoods. That has to end. You know, that has to end. And, and there's got to be more community engagement, not just coming out and playing basketball with somebody's kid, maybe having a conversation with someone. Because I've seen a lot of cases. And I don't know if you notice. There's been a lot of cases where police officers are in the community and they end up in a situation where someone isn't quite mentally stable. Right. And then they're pulling out their guns on that individual. Had they yeah. been in the community and understood, you know what, that certain individual 
is it mentally stable? And this is how he might act irrational, right? Yeah.、Uh, so I understand when they talk about all- reallocating funds. I don't know about the whole defund the police part, but I understand when they talk about sending social workers into certain situations. I guess I don't love it because I also see situations in Baltimore where a cop can pull up to you know disturbing the peace matter, and all of a sudden guns are drawn, the cop is shot. You know, so you never know until you get there who has a gun.、Mm-hmm. Um, I guess for me, you know, we talk about what's going on in the community. Like you said, over that nine, what was it, nine days, we had、yeah. so many shootings. So、yeah. we have a state's attorney who is very soft on criminal. Her name is Marilyn Mosby.、Um, her husband is actually the candidate for city council right now, the president.、Uh, he was in office before as a city council president in the district in which I was walking in in my videos, right? So when you have a situation where these people are soft on criminals, you see the newspaper will talk about a criminal is arrested, a homicide, double homicide. This is their eleventh offense. How do you are? How are you an eleven time repeat offender back on the streets to shoot and kill somebody else? You know, there's got to be some、uh, something accountability for either the state's attorney, you know, the prosecutors, the judges. You know why are we giving murderers sentences for one year? You know, so so there's a lot of moving parts here.、Um, our police department is, you know, has some corruptions. I don't know if you saw our gun trace task force;、uh, they were taken down. That's how we ended up under the consent decree.、Uh, so there is some corruption there. But I, I link it back to City Hall. You've got, you know, you can't have a corrupt police department without corruption in City Hall because remember the mayor still presides over that, right? And then you've got the police commissioner. We've had three different police commissioners in the past what maybe four years, so we're never on lockstep with anyone. So we have a lot of issues in Baltimore City. It's、uh, corruption, mismanagement,、uh, corrupt police officers, and then the fact that we have criminals basically running our streets. Wow! And then Democrats, when it had an opportunity to work with Senator Tim Scott, right, on training for police officers among the number of other initiatives. They said no because they wanted to keep it as a political issue for、Absolutely. the election, which is extraordinarily sad.、Absolutely. I know I don't have much of any more time with you, so <laughs> what I wanted to say is、uh, thank you so so much for coming on. I've known you for many many years.、Yeah. I, I I respect and appreciate your passion for for people and what you do, and I wish you very very well in your race. And please come back anytime and let us know what's going on in the community because. You're a rock star, and we're going to be hearing from you for many years to come. So I wish you well. Thank you, Diana. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Kimberly Clasic, for an incredible interview. I want to give a very special thank you to our sponsors as well, who continues to put us on the air week after week and ensure that this podcast is free to you. Please like us, please comment, please rate us on Apple Podcasts or iHeart Radio app, wherever you're getting your podcasts from. Please rate us and let your friends and family know about us. Also, please follow me on social media at Giano Caldwell. That's G I A N N O. Caldwell C A L D W E L L for Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you to our producer Stephen Calabria, researcher Aaron Kliegman, and executive producers Debbie Myers and Newt Gingrich, part of the Gingrich 360 Network. Looking forward to joining you again next week at the same time. See you then.
part of the Gamers 360 Network. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. The biggest stars in country music will be taking the stage at our 2024 iHeart Country Festival, presented by Capital One. Jason Aldean, Keith Urban, Jelly Roll, Old Dominion, Lady A, Riley Green, Ashley McBride, Brothers Osborne, Walker Hayes, all hosted by Bobby Bones at Austin's Moody Center. Saturday, May 4th, stream only on Hulu, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific.